Welcome to the Woman Warriors Podcast, where we're working to help you call a truce with your anxiety. The information in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. Now, here's your host, Elizabeth Cush, LCPC. Welcome back to the Woman Warriors podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Cush, and today we are talking to Wynne Kelly Charles about cerebral palsy. But before we get started, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being a listener, a subscriber. If you've written a review, I completely, I totally appreciate you. It does help grow the audience of the podcast as people write any kind of review, but of course, positive ones make it even better. But an honest review would be much appreciated. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at Woman Warriors. So my guest this week, Wynne Kelly Charles, has cerebral palsy and her mission is to help others with physical and mental disabilities to find their voices through written and spoken word using today's assistive assistive technologies as needed. She is a podcast host and an author. You can find her podcasts on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And one of her podcasts is called Ask a Fashionista, where she talks about all things cerebral palsy. And the other one is called Ask Win. I will provide all the information to her contacts in the show notes, but you can check her out in any format where you listen to your podcasts. So let's get started. Hi, Win, and welcome to the Woman Warriors podcast. Well, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate your taking the time today, and um, I wondered if you would take a moment to tell the audience a little bit about yourself and the work that you do. Sure. I am a full-time content creator, part-time educator, will be a full-time content creator as of next year because I'm gracefully walking away from education as of May of this year, and I've been in education, this will be my 14th year, and I have decided to teach about cerebral palsy on a bigger stage through podcasting and through content creation, because I'm one of a thousand babies with cerebral palsy that is now growing up to be adulthood with cerebral palsy. Now, unfortunately for all of us with cerebral palsy, cerebral palsy doesn't go away. Right. So I, yeah, I have decided to gracefully step away from the classroom education of young kids in May to teach more about cerebral palsy and everyday trials and tribulations. And the unique thing about me is I am 
very, very blessed to um, live the life that I lead, but I have lost both my parents. Mm, yeah. I lost my dad in May, May 19th of this year, and then I lost my mom in 2010, and I'm living at my house with help from my stepmom and from uh, two aides that help me on a day-to-day daily basis with Sarah Paul. And I am, all things considered, I'm doing pretty well, but at the same time, cerebral palsy has its interesting challenges. Yeah, I bet. I bet. So for the audience who maybe might not know what cerebral palsy is, could you provide us a little education on what it is and how I'm, I think it impacts each individual a little bit differently? But oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cerebral palsy is a lack of oxygen injury at birth. And cerebral palsy could go to, from mild, you can't even tell you have cerebral palsy, to severe, I'm stuck in the middle. I have moderate cerebral palsy. I mean, people that look at me could um, tell cerebral palsy in two seconds. Yeah. But they yeah. can tell by my speech impediment, too. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I'm stuck in the middle. I have moderate cerebral palsy. A taxiospastic cerebral palsy is my full-on disability name. Okay. And I, it's one of the more common ones out there. And I won't make your fan base Google cerebral palsy. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, that's, um, that's a hole and there's a rabbit hole that um, we won't go down. There you go. There you go. And so for you, you know, growing up, living with, continuing to live with a disability, how has that impacted your life? Well, growing up with a disability, it was very interesting because I got away with a lot of leeway as a child, and now it's um, as an adult, it's coming um, around mm-hmm. the fact that I'm an adult with cerebral palsy. I should act more like adult with cerebral palsy, <laughs> and and I think that's the fact of the matter. The fact of the matter is I have cerebral palsy. And I need help, but. At the same time, I try and present myself like I don't have cerebral palsy, but at the same time, I do. Right, right. Well, because you want to be seen as, yeah, ably functioned and able to navigate the world and not be seen as different, I would imagine. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I feel like our society, our culture really, um, it, it's getting better, but the idea of what normal, and I hate that word, but quote unquote normal is, doesn't include 
differences, doesn't include disabilities, different races, different body shapes, you know, and I think that's a detriment to all of us. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. And for you, you know, living this life and now as an adult where you're independent and um, managing the day-to-day struggles of independent adult living, are there things that are more particularly challenging out in the world for you or that you see for other people that are uh, living with physical or mental disabilities? When people gawk and uh, and they still do it to me as I don't, and it's so funny because my aide now is <laughs> getting to the point um, where she doesn't like it either, and now it's my similar. So when adults gawk and stare, it's like, oh, come on, mm. oh, come on. And so um, when the kids do it, I... Um, I thought, here we go again. And that's a teaching lesson of parents don't teach the kid, their own kids about disabilities. Right. But when I'm realizing adults do it, I'm like, oh my. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a huge um, challenge. And yeah, I also have a bad back on top of it. And I also have a blade blade on top of cerebral palsy. So mm-hmm. not only do I have cerebral palsy, I have a bad back on top of it, which makes my life a little more interesting. Sure. Uh, I am one of the thousands of adults with scoliosis, too. Oh, wow. Uh, so I had a back surgery in 2006 and i still haven't completely recovered from that one wow wow so a double whammy for you that's 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 crazy so um i know that you advocate for people with disabilities i know that's part of you know what is important to you and educating people on cerebral palsy can you tell us a little bit about that work that you do and how you do that? Sure. I have um, two podcasts, one all about cerebral palsy called A Diary of a Fashionista. The other one is the more successful one. As a matter of fact, we're transferring podcast host was that one. Um, and so that one is under construction, but it's slowly coming back online. And that one is called Ask Win. And yes, Win is my legal name, W-I-N. And it stands for nothing. <laughs> so um, a lot of people think it's Winifred. A lot of people think it stands for something else. But I got that name from my paternal grandmother on my mom's side. So that's the story behind my name. Mm-hmm. And so 
one of my podcasts is called Ask When because um, when I use my legal name as a trademark, as a branding source, and people seem to love it. I know they want it back up online, and yes, by the time this interview is, it will be back up online, and you nice. guys will be happy with me. But the other one will... Um, is called A Diary of a Fashionista, and I happen to do that one with my BFF, my best friend for 22 years plus, and she also has cerebral palsy, and she is the mini version of me. Oh, wow. So it's quite fun to be doing a podcast with your BFF, Mm -hmm. and so I love it. And we talk about cerebral palsy and the um, true aspects of cerebral palsy. And, yeah, wow. that's what has been great. And um, my fan base, which will go bigger, has gone through this journey with me. I mean, I got condolence wishes on Twitter. My God. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my fan, because the day um, the day my dad died, we were doing a podcast. So I got on that mic and said, "Look, my life has taken a turn for the worst." And my fan base goes, "What? <laughs> what? We have just started listening to this podcast about cerebral palsy. We know about your mom from your other show, and then what?" Mm. Your dad goes, and I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah. Wow, wow. And so uh, tell me a little bit about the name of your podcast, A Diary of a Fashionista. What what brought you that? What brought you to that title for your <laughs> podcast? <laughs> a, diary, a Diary of a Fashionista. We were going to call it a world um, with CP, and um, and the reason why we switched the name in the middle of it is because iTunes, blame it on Apple Podcasts, <laughs> on iTunes, iTunes went yucky patchouli with the podcast artwork, so that I, that I had to scramble, and um, I had a backup plan, which was a diary of a fashionista, and I had to scramble, put the cover work we submitted, and it stuck, a diary of a fashionista stuck ever since. That's so funny. That's so funny. So the Apple podcast didn't like your your artwork <laughs> and name for the original podcast? That's the original podcast, Apple podcast, with Yucky Pachui on the artwork, and I'm like, Okay. That's so funny. So um, growing up for you, were there challenges, you know, with having cerebral palsy, living in a an average world? Um, were there particular challenges for you or your parents that, you know, you felt like you feel like might be helpful for other people to hear about? Oh, well, oh my mom, she didn't have like we do today because I was born in 87 and I consider myself old and millennial. She didn't have Google Mm. to Google. Okay. What is this? 
what is this? And so that's why I won't let my fan base Google their policy because I didn't have access to it. I said on the end of AOL gen generations, I did not have access to Bauer podcasting about cerebral palsy. So that's why I'm doing what I'm doing for the next generation and for the next generation of parents coming up because when your child is diagnosed with cerebral palsy, um, it's scary. And so with the power of podcasting, they can actually put it in their ears or put it on their smart speakers, uh, which, yes, I'm everywhere. And <laughs> my smart speaker, too, in two minutes. And so they, we have more um, power now to content than we ever did. Yeah, yeah. So much knowledge. Sometimes sometimes too much knowledge. <laughs> yeah, but, but yes, I would agree. Yeah, back in the 80s, there wasn't a whole lot of, yeah, you, you were turning to other people or your doctors to help you better understand whatever the condition might be versus being able to Google it and get some live up to the minute information. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, I, I just, I wonder if there's anything you feel like it would be important for the audience to know in terms of just dealing with, I don't know, either if you have cerebral palsy yourself, or you encounter someone who has cerebral palsy, what, what might be your advice or thoughts on that? I knew that you were going to ask me that. Mm. And if you encounter a person with cerebral palsy, do number one, do not stay out of town. Yes. You um, encounter a person with any disability, do, do not stay out of town. Ask questions of them or their aid. And um, I don't. I don't necessarily like my aides talking to me, but if it um, comes down to that, I will let my aides step in. And so ask questions. Ask questions and teach your kids about um, cerebral palsy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and asking questions and listening to the answers, I think, really important. Like, I think sometimes people have their own preconceived notions of what disabilities encompass or how, you know, how they present. And so I think listening to the answers is really important, too. Yep. Yeah. And so for you, going forward in your life, what are the challenges you might be facing going forward? I know as you're shifting out of your teaching role into a more podcast content-oriented role, but also just in your life, what what are you looking toward and hoping for in the future? Well, I'm hoping that I can travel. Well, mm. <laughs> lean is makes me the happiest person on the planet, and I'm hoping I can travel. I'm hoping that I can live the future I want to live. Now, granted, I'm very, very, very lucky to have a trust fund, but I know that, and I will always be working with my trust fund. I won't 
being necessarily living off my trust fund. Um, my content creation is my work, and well, it is my work next year. But mm-hmm. I also I know that I'm very very lucky to have the financial blessings that I do, and yeah, yeah. I just hope that I can travel and hope that I can see the world before I um, pass away and because I I live in smallest bubble of Aspen, Colorado ever and people know that it's a small bubble up here Mm -hmm. and so I just hope to educate people worldwide and internationally about cerebral palsy and that's what I plan to do. I plan to be a worldwide educator through podcasting and um, content creation. I've even, believe it or not, I've even got my aid now listening to podcasts. <laughs> is, um, yeah. That's great. I, she asked me. <laughs> and so I think once we... Um, as podcasters, because I have a couple books out, well, thirteen books out, and I'm I've stopped writing for a little while just so I can concentrate on my own life and concentrate on my content creation through the podcast. The podcast isn't going anywhere. The books are stopped. But um, you can still find those books on Amazon. The one that I'm most known for is I Come a, I Come a Win. And then once I do have the cash to do it, I will start publishing books again. But it's going to be a interesting journey because I've decided to go into um, young adult history novels and stick with that. and with disabled cancers and so it's going to be interesting but for right now my books are still available on Amazon I haven't taken those down and then um, I just feel like I'm going to be a worldwide educator about cerebral palsy because there are very few women doing podcasts and it's a man dominated space and then there are very few very few women with cerebral palsy doing um, podcasts and doing the work that I do. Yeah, yeah. And it's so important, so important, to one, to have female podcasters, two, to have people of difference, whatever that is, you know, yeah. the, the, yeah, the broad spectrum of humanity. And so, I'll, yeah, go ahead. Before I, um, before we wrap up this interview, I want to, and these guys don't know that I'm doing this, I want to put a plug for She Podcast, and um, that's how Elizabeth and I met in that group. And so I want to put a plug for She Podcast, the group, which is on Facebook. If you go to Facebook, She Podcast, you'll find it. And I want to put a plug, because as I said, there are very few women doing podcasting in space. And I think the women need more support 
And guys, I'm sorry to say that. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> more support than the guys in the podcasting space, even though I love you guys. Yeah. yeah literally, I think the woman, uh, it's like go woman, go woman, go, because um, the us women have powerful voices too. And the work you're doing, Elizabeth, is. Uh, fabulous. The um, work I'm trying to do is also fabulous. Fabulous. <laughs> and so I am really, really excited to see what the future holds. Me too. Me too. And I appreciate your giving a plug to Chic Podcast. It's an amazingly supportive, uh, you know, group for women podcasters or ho- hoping to be podcasters. Uh, yeah. That's really a great support group and full of information and a great way to meet other guests to have on the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Well, when I really, really appreciate your being here today and sharing some of your story as well as some of the resources. Are there, if, if there were uh, either other women out there with cerebral palsy who are listening or parents of children with cerebral palsy, are there resources that you feel like it would be important for them to know about uh, besides your podcast? Besides the diary of a fashion eater? Yep. Um, yeah. I, well, and I hate to say this about my own tribe, but I will. <laughs> uh, they're doing more research on cerebral palsy than they actually are awareness. That's why I took it on myself to raise awareness about cerebral palsy and um, all disabilities, quite frankly, not only cerebral palsy, but all disabilities, including lung cancer, which my dad got diagnosed with, and a lot of people don't know about lung cancer. They know about breast. They know about everything else, but lung Nope, not so much. Yeah. So yeah. I am. I've decided to be a champion for both my parents' disabilities. One was a soul-licking brain aneurysm. Actually, my mom had two disabilities. She went into the hospital with a soul-licking brain aneurysm, and then um, she got diagnosed with meningitis mm. and passed away from that. And then my dad got diagnosed with lung cancer, and um, a heart attack took him down from that. And so um, I have decided, that being my history now, I have decided to champion lung cancer and champion um, also swollen brain aneurysms and meningitis because um, that is that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well... I so appreciate your taking the time today, even when you didn't expect the podcast interview to happen today. <laughs> no, no, it's been uh, it's been a crazy um, morning, and so I'm happy to be with you, Elizabeth. And people can find me at askwin.weebelies.com, or they can find me on Twitter, Win Kelly Charles. W-I-N-K-E-L-L-Y, Charles, C-H-A-R-L-E-S, and or they can 
Um, and we do have a guest intake form that goes to my assistant, Danielle Coulter, who happens to be my BFF. I put on scheduling duty, and she does a fabulous job. So if you guys want to go um, check out Ask When You're More Than Welcome to do that, and I'll keep you guys updated on hopefully today um, as we record this on the 25th of September. Hopefully it will all be reset. Asked when we'll all be reset up, but I'll keep you and I'll keep you, Elizabeth, updated on Asked When, so maybe you can um, record a piece before this interview airs about Asked When. And cool. so, yeah. Nice. Well, I will include all of your uh, social media links and the podcast links in the show notes. And, uh, so people can find them there. And this, yeah, this episode will probably air sometime in October. So there you go. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks for being a guest. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning in this week to the Woman Warriors podcast. I really enjoyed my conversation with Wynn. As she mentioned, we met through the group She Podcasts, and I always appreciate having fellow podcasters on the podcast. So um, I hope that if you want to know more about cerebral palsy, you can check out the show notes. There'll be some resources there, but you can also check out her podcast and her website. So I will include all of her information in the show notes, which you can find at womanwarriors.com. I hope that you all have a wonderful week wherever you are uh, and that you're living your life with joy and enthusiasm and intention. Ciao for now from This Woman Warrior. Thanks for listening and subscribing to the Woman Warriors podcast. Music was written and performed by Andy Cush. If you'd like more information on this episode, you can find the show notes, the resources shared today, and links to the guests' profiles at womanwarriors.com.